Three weeks out now, and yeah, it's right, right around here. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all this shitty weather. It's finally nice outside. It's good to have you in. It's but, uh, so nice to see the sun. I'm gonna tell you what. That first day that we had actual sun, I sat on my porch drinking coffee, just soaking in that vitamin D. I was like, nice. "There's something right about this." <laughs> so you've been with Upland quite a while now, right? Uh, yeah, going on a little over two years now. All right. So uh, I met you, I think, when I was at Docs yep. about two years ago, right yeah. when you started. So. Uh, I think the first beer, I was trying to think, like, what the first beer you brought. Of course, it was Champagne Velvet. You I mean, know? Probably. It's, that's kind of my It's got the huge beer. history. All it that does. Good stuff. It you does. want to talk about that a little bit? And yeah. So, uh, Upland picked up Champagne Velvet. Um, we bought the rights to it uh, to kind of use it as a historic uh, resurrection, really, about eight years ago. Um, it has a 118-year history, however. Uh, it originated out of Terre Haute, uh, at the Terre Haute Brewing Company, uh, in 1902. Uh, it was from the mind of a German immigrant. Uh, he brought his uh, the history of German brewing with him. Um, so it, it technically, the, the actual style is a, uh, a pre-prohibition German-style pilsner. And that basically means it's a German pilsner except there's corn in it. Because corn was cheap and readily available. Oh, like, yeah. easy peasy. Um, and so today we are actually using his original handwritten notes to brew this beer. Uh, the name is the same, the slogan is the same, beer with a million dollar flavor. Uh, that came about when the, the original brewing company actually insured the recipe for a million dollars. There's a big uh, 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 monetary difference nowadays. Yeah. I looked it up to see what inflation changed it to, and I, I can't remember what it is, but it's it was like a lot more than a million. million. Yeah. yeah, one million dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. But uh, that's the history, right? Oh, yeah. There. I think everybody in uh, the region kind of. Even though, if you didn't know the great rich history of uh, Upland um, from Bloomington, uh, Champagne Velvet is a staple for sure. One hundred percent. A great easy drinking beer, super simple. Yeah. I mean, kind of almost a citrus to it, a little bit, a little. It just has this like bright, easy drinking, crisp, crisp quality to it. For sure. Uh, there's a little bit of a bite that, and that's just because it finishes so clean. Um, it's one that has really become my go-to as just an everyday beer. Because it is, it, it's your beer. Yeah. I mean, when people are like, give me a beer, that is it. And that's because that's what beer was. Like, yeah. pre-prohibition, man, there wasn't a whole lot of style and variety out there. It we was just, give like, me a beer. Please leave out the hops. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a hazy? Yeah, I just yeah. finished panning for gold. Yeah, I'm going like, yeah. <laughs> to need to uh, you know, drop some lactose on me a little bit. Right? You know? Some hot sun lactose. That was uh, not a thing. <laughs> yeah, not that uh, Champagne Velvet is any part of a side note of, uh, of Upland, but Upland is starting to uh, gain a little more traction for the sour front. Yeah. Doing, I mean, not just a little bit, but I mean, they're killing it right now on that. Uh, yeah. The So nationally, we are recognized as one of the top sour brewers. Uh, but actually, as of very recent, uh, we have uh, been indoctrinated into the world. Um, so last year, we uh, we submitted to the World Beer Cup. 
Uh, 29 different countries are involved in that, and our Raspberry Lambic took gold. So that, you know, it's, I mean, it was huge. Uh, it blew our minds. Um, that gave us the opportunity to say we have the best sour in the world for two years. So you'd hold that title for two years. Um, but then on top of that, our tart series, which is a very much like it's the little brother of our wood age sours, uh, it took gold at the Great American Beer Fest last year. So it's, it's been this thing. And uh, because of that, actually, we're now distributing to Canada and the UK and the Netherlands. And actually, the Netherlands shipped to like five different countries. Uh, and uh, South Korea and Japan have actually uh, That's reached out, and they have some interest in bringing in our international coming yeah. straight out of Indiana. It's I crazy. Winning some gold medals. That's awesome. Very Trying cool, to, man. I, I saw you brought you brought a sour yeah. today. You brought a couple of sours, uh, some kettled sours and then some, uh, yeah, some so good old traditional. Actually, you're rocking on the pedal to the kettle. Uh, so that's what really kind of initiated the whole idea of the tart series that we do now. Yeah, uh, we launched it into the market uh, about two years ago to really just kind of play and see what would happen. Um, and it went wild. We were actually shocked with the reception it got. Uh, and so uh, last year we were like, well, let's, let's try and do a couple more. And so we started the Tart series. Um, our secondary release, which is uh, called Two of Tarts, uh, actually took gold at the Great American Beer Fest last year for us. And, and Kyle, does, Kyle, I'm sorry to interrupt, oh, but Kyle, really Kyle doesn't roll light either. Kyle just <laughs> came in just rocking like a 24 uh, case size. Uh, yeah, pretty here. much. <laughs> uh, Kyle, coming in, just bringing the heat. But, I mean, uh, go big or go home, right? right, right, right. Like, some good stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited. And, uh, this, now you guys all know why I've been excited to uh, sit down with Kyle. Um, he just... Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, I didn't have any of our current fresh... Uh, wood aged fruited sours so I just grabbed what I had uh, so this is a blackberry uh, American style lambic throwback. Uh, it is a definite throwback it's five years old uh, <laughs> typically these these wild fruited sours uh, that we have become so well known for you don't really want to age because as they age you lose all that beautiful fruit characteristic and it really becomes a sour warhead without that redeeming sugary finish. Right. It's uh, there's a good chance we won't have teeth after we drink right. this. You hear that cellar heads? You know you heard it here. Yeah. So uh, easy on the sours and the cellaring. All right. Yeah. Drink those things. It's my favorite thing when people come up and they're like, "Oh yeah, man, I got like ten of your uh, wood age sours hanging out. Like I got peach, and that's like six years old, and it's like." That's not gonna taste like peach at all. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, yeah great. great. I've been, been saving it. Been saving it. Thanks a lot. Why? <laughs> like, if it doesn't have fruit, cool. Like, our, so our sour reserve, we're uh, launching wholesale this year, and that is our goose. There's right. one, two, and three year age bases. And bases is our base sour blonde that we do so all the time. I just wanna pump it on that. So, cool. what is the difference between the goose and a sour? You let the people know about that one. So, Goose and a sour, they are one and the same. The goose is basically... So, lambics are uh, created from a base sour blonde. Uh, that, that base is used to age all of our fruited sours. Uh, for us, we blend that base specifically for each fruit. So, if you have a really acidic fruit, you want a sour, that is, a sour base that is not so acidic that it doesn't kind of uh, make it too sour. Right. Uh, and if you have a really, really sweet fruit that you're throwing in there you want a base that'll stand up to that a little bit more um but what we've done with the with the goose is you take that base and it's so good you don't want to throw fruit on it because right. it really showcases what's happening there right. so what we've done is we've taken one two and three year aged basis which is our base right. uh, and just blended it to this beautiful funky awesome 
uh, beer. It's, just making it sound sexy, just like that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it's phenomenal. I got to have last year's recently, and it's super bright and citrusy, almost like champagne. But then it finishes with this weird, like, and only true beer nerds are going to love this, but it's got this gym sake funk to it. Okay. That is just, it makes you want to drink it again because it works so well with that citrusiness in the, in the forward. Uh, to be honest, sours were one of the last beers that I ever thought that it would be something, especially because... My friends were so well educated when I got into the sour game, and like yeah. they were already like, you know, here's some whales, like try this, and <laughs> it was like, whoa, that smells like sour feet. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Whoa, that's intense. Yeah, you know? something like that. But I like now it's just like I cannot get enough. Bring it on, you know, um, the sours, and especially this tax man coming out of Indiana, like that yeah. kind of thing, like just killing. It. It's awesome to 100%. see that and to be able to try those, and uh, yeah, I mean. Well done. Well done Thank at you. Upland. And uh, when you came into uh, Docs for the first time and we got to know each other, it was like, I could sit and talk to this guy all day. I'm not going to get shit done if this guy comes to see me. You know? I just want to sit and hang out. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. I'm a man of few words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, it was, it's awesome. But uh, now moving on from the, from the Sours, I mean, there's so much more at Upland that you oh, guys man. are doing on so many other levels. This, the and, Sours are literally like 1% right, of what we actually right. do, which is crazy because we're starting to make such a big name for ourselves in the Sours. But without that, the rest of it, we couldn't do this 1%. I mean, without our core, we literally have nothing. Right, you gotta have the keep the lights on one. Oh, you, you have know, to, you, got to have. you have to. But like, not to say that any of that, but uh, just to move back on that. And Upland's been around for how long? I think 20, 21 years. Twenty one years. We're 20 officially years. old enough to drink ourselves. Yes, which is weird to say, <laughs> but also it's kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the grand scheme of the beer market today, you don't get that. Especially, I mean, when you first starting out and how they were. When I mean, even up here now, I think a lot of people kind of aren't as knowledgeable that it's coming from so so close to home oh, yeah. uh, this kind of quality and this kind of thing and the history of champagne velvet and what it takes to actually make a sour and sours being like one of the oldest rep recipes in beer history it was I the mean, origin thousand, of beer six five thousand something somewhere four thousand. Uh, I, I i should know this i just gave a beer 101 <laughs> about this it's it's old. It's old. It is old. really really old. Very very complicated too. I mean, and not not inexpensive to brew. So uh, not nowadays. No. No. I mean, before they were just basically letting the boil the freshly boiled wort cool in what is effectively <laughs> yeah. Literally, they would dump it in like a waiting pool and be like, cool, let's spread it all out. It'll cool faster. And then bacteria and yeast are like, oh, food, yeah. just sugar water. That's all it is. And yeah. they jump on that, and then magic things would happen. If you're in the right area, you get a good sour. And if you're not, you don't survive as a brewer back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we can kind of, we can tweak things. We can make them our own. It's more of a dialed-in science for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. so much more going on with that. So moving on in like now how the evolution of Upland has begun. Well, not begun, but I mean kind of they've stapled themselves in what they're doing. And now like for the growth that they have, like what yeah. what's the next move for you guys? I mean, it's... For us, it is so much about quality, and so it's a very we're, we're not you know trying knocking down doors. We're we're not doing that. Our national scene right now is uh, I think we're in twenty five different locations around the uh, country, um, and with that, it's it starts off with the sours because that is such a niche community that you you find that market that wants it, and then you start there, and then you're like, oh hey, guess what? We also have this. Like I just took over Michigan this year. Michigan started off as sours. 
the distributors like Champagne Velvet. We love it. They shotgun Champagne Velvet every single time they come down. Like it's a huge right. thing. So that's become a huge Champagne Velvet market for us. Uh, going up this year and kind of seeing the market and seeing what's going on, I was like, oh, you, you guys need to try our tarts. You've got to try the tart series. They crush it. They're simple. They're easy. To oh drink. yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Bingo. It's like I want to drink it on the porch right 100%. now. One hundred percent. Open the window. But we're not going to throw Dragonfly out there. Dragonfly is like a drop in the bucket of uh, Michigan IPAs. Like, not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. have enough trouble battling that in my too northern hard, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Too hard it came from there. So <laughs> Seriously. Like, cur- curved the market yeah. for a while. You know? So every single uh, outside market, there's a reason for why the juice is there. Right. And with our sours, it's a limited release. You get what you get when it's available. If you want more, we might have more. It depends on how fast you burn through this. So, yeah, we're, we're slowly expanding. We're not trying to, uh, to bust down the doors at all. Um, but in exciting news, somewhere around July, June, don't have an exact date on it yet, our Fountain Square location is going to open up. Oh, in uh, yeah. yeah, and that's going to be exciting because we're partnering with a local bike store. It is going to be a pub, so you can go and eat. Oh, cool! And it's going to be a seven barrel system. So, so where in India are you, you guys thinking that? Uh, that's Fountain Square. Oh, yeah. I mean, address wise, like, are they? Uh, do they already have a location? I, or we do. Okay. Uh, Top secret? I don't. I don't actually know. Oh, okay. It hasn't. I'm so far removed from those kind of goings on. You're on the road. They're like, yeah, exactly. Fountain Square's coming along. I'm like, cool. That's great. That's good news. I'll sell more. It's in Fountain Square. That's. It took me forever to remember Fountain Square. So, but the the fun thing is, is we'll be doing one-offs and collaborations and different things like that. So, uh, there's going to be some some really cool points to that brewery. And on top of that, there's not a bike store there. So we're yeah. going to be a bike store destination. That's pretty Yeah. Cool. I want all the stickers. <laughs> like I mean, that, that shouldn't sti- be a problem. All the stickers, for That sure. shouldn't be a problem at all. Um, but there was some news and um, some beer news, some craft yeah. beer news yesterday, I think, that broke was uh, Dogfish had merged with uh, Sam Adams. So yeah. uh, you want to weigh in on that one, or you want to talk about it? You know, I, I understand. I per- you got to do what's right for you as a brewery. And honestly, it, I don't know how what the figures were that came into play there. <clears throat> I know that with Goose Island. Like 300 million <laughs> numbers or something. I mean, it was... If someone came to my door and was like, hey, would you like this? <laughs> it would be hard to say no. Especially I, considering, like, that that's... You're set. The rest of your life is set. You know, I felt, I felt a little uh, upset when I saw that. Uh, yeah? I was kind of... Uh, I mean, why wouldn't a craft beer guy kind of feel a little bit angry about it? But... I see, and you see a payday like that, and and to be honest, like brewers don't get the glory, you know, the, the, oh, the yeah, they 100%. deserve. Uh, so I, I get it, and it, it's hard for me to ever be the judge. Initially, I can't lie; I was a little upset to see that news, but um, thinking back on it and thinking about it today, and it, you know, who am I, you know, for that? But I, I mean, I think that some good things are going to come out of there. I don't oh, know sure. the quality. Or the consistency that is, is going to come out of there. Fear. But, that is the biggest um, fear. I mean, it's going to be interesting for sure. I'm not going to name names, but when craft breweries get invested in in huge quantities, we've seen what happens. We've seen a lot of quality go quality down. Quality changes. Things change. Right. And I know that's not on our radar any time in the future. Oh, I know. I'm I mean, sure. every single time something like this happens, we are reassured. This is not our bag. Yeah. That's not where we stand. We are Indiana first. 
Indiana first. If outside markets start failing, like that's fine. We will start. kind of curbed it already. In the, yeah, in the, I mean, winning the gold medals for those things, and that's yeah, helping yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's helping a whole lot. Right, right. But uh, yeah, so as far as other programs and things of like maybe stouts or barrel aging or things like that, are you guys obviously? I'm sure it's on your radar. I'm sure there's. I mean, teddy bear kisses is always. I mean, now that's, you're that's just talking a, dirty. <laughs> to me. Like one of my favorite things. Yeah, ever. man. I mean, teddy, teddy bear, bear kisses, kisses is there. Uh, I think teddy bear kisses 2016, 2017 were. I mean, dialed in, and it, again, who am I? But I, those were my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Last year, I think uh, I got to I got to try a couple different ones. You guys hooked me up. Yeah, last year. We, we had we some fun. A, we did a Black Wednesday event last year at Docs. It was just kind of crazy, just off the wall. The things we had and teddy bear kisses were definitely. I'm on. trying to remember which ones I gave you. We had the the coconut, the coconut, and the orange. Or did you have the s'mores? We had the s'mores. Yeah. yeah, coconut. The s'mores was nutty, man. It was so chocolatey yeah, and rich. Super chocolate. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was, yeah. And I was surprised because everybody was just, of course, like, they want to go for the big names first. Of and then Teddy Bear Kisses was sitting there. I was like, I'm not even mad at that because after I got off work, I was sitting there just like, <laughs> Teddy Bear Kisses, bring it on. You know, I get to sit there exactly. and that. So um, I wasn't exactly. mad at that at all. But um, also the boysenberry sour oh, that you guys God. had last year. That thing was that next level crazy. is lovely. I wish that everybody got to try that. If everybody got to try that for their first hour, I think everybody would just be like, okay, I'm in. Like, yeah. Whatever you say, let's try it out. There's, there's something magical about that. I mean, in those single-fruited sours, <clears throat> we are literally using about 4,500 pounds of fruit in That's one of crazy. those batches. It is so much. It's multiple pounds of fruit per gallon. Right. It's... So I mean, it's even, just so much fruit. Even the individual ones are getting, you know, like mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. So when I first tasted that, I was just, I, I knew then that uh, whatever the, the barrel aging, the wood aging yeah. that you guys were going to do on your sours was going to be next level. Well, and so. we're literally having a lot of fun playing with it. Um, our secret barrel society actually is really kind of pushing the envelope. It's allowing us to push the envelope with that. Um, some of our collaborations that we've done with outside breweries, uh, we have a, a collaboration that really kind of started uh, kind of ticking our brains going. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a collab with uh, Row 34 out in Boston. Okay. Uh, we met them during uh, Extreme Beer Fest. They are well known for their preserved Meyer lemons. And so we decided let's play with that. So we uh, took some uh, preserved Meyer lemons, threw it on basis, aged it on basis for a little bit, and then finished it in tequila barrels. And it's magic juice. Wow. And so, barrels. yeah, one right. of our Secret Barrel Society releases is a play on that. Same idea, except we're, uh, we're using grapefruit and lime and uh, I think tangerine zest, aging it in basis, finishing it in tequila barrels, and adding a little extra salt. So it's like an Imperial Gosa, if you will. Yeah, and I was going to say just, that, like its own genre almost. Kinda. It's so. It's so good. It's called Preservato. I won't be upset that you didn't bring any, but oh, one yeah. day I need to try. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, I, I don't know how much or if, if we have any left right now. <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah. that's one of the perks. You join Secret Barrel Society, and you have a pick of sours that are not released to the public, at least initially. And uh, anybody can join that, right? Anybody can join. Yeah. Anybody any more join. information on that in case anybody's listening? Um, if you... Uh, I... 
I wish I knew more about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and BS and like, it's uh, yeah. some money and you throw it at people. Uh, if you go to our website, uplandbeer.com, you can find out all the information on it. Uh, we've retooled it a little bit this year. Uh, in previous years, I know that uh, if you didn't pick your beer up at a certain time, you just lost all that. Oh. And we've kind of restructured things. Uh, and I'm, There's either no time limit or a much longer time limit. I know that Upland, especially from this neck of the woods, it's it's a hike to right. go down there, and it's you might as well just take a weekend. But it's a great hike. I mean, it, that, it's, it's, it's not like down it's there, not man. like you're uh, you're visiting somewhere. It's, it's not very true. It's, it's very true. It's a good trip and totally worth it. Definitely. I mean, just going down there to experience Brown County and the park, and just seeing that Indiana's not a flat pancake. It's no. gorgeous down there. It definitely is. I felt yeah. a little jealous I moved to Fort Wayne. When I went down to Bloomington for the first time, I was like, shit. This <laughs> is the end of the stick. <laughs> There's great music venues down there, too. Oh, there There's is. all kinds there of is. Well, we had Father John Misty playing down there last year. Um, we have a big stage in our parking lot uh, that, that we built. Um, and on a normal day, it just looks like a rock pile, but it's actually a stage. And, uh, yeah, we, we have... Uh, uh, the Grand Falloon that we do every year and we have artists come and they play and they have a good time And I'm going to have to make that yeah. what, what's the date on that one? oh man see no, this, is, oh, this is part of the I'm problem sorry, with me being up, up here Upland.com <laughs> yeah Uplandbeer.com you can find that out yeah, yeah, <laughs> I should info. know these dates yeah. but that's okay. I'm so far removed that I never make them and so it's it's not always on my radar that's okay and it's the end of the week it's a Friday it's the end of it's the true. week you know and this is like <laughs> most times everybody else would be shut off so no judging here we gotta, <laughs> we gotta keep it professional at all speaking times speaking of it being the end of the week let's, uh, let's pop this uh, this gold medal oh, winning to its arts a 2014, right? Uh, no, we'll we'll start here because oh, this, this is okay. this is going to be so much easier to digest. Excellent. This is uh, fresh from the brewery. I picked it up today. Uh, passion fruit, mango, little sea salt, touch of coriander. It is a, a true gosa. Um, and this is what uh, took gold at the uh, Great American Beer Fest last Ooh. year. Cheers! Cheers! Congratulations! Man. All the success. Thank you. It's just so easy. Um. Wow. <laughs> I don't yeah, think man. I can share that with anyone. <laughs> I hope you got some more in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I got um, one more can. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to describe what I'm tasting here. I mean the, the passion fruit has it, such a yeah, unique it hits you right in the face oh, right yeah, away. Big time. It's almost like super tropical grapefruit. Uh, the mango gives a little bit of creaminess and then you have just that hint of salt in the finish. Coriander, I don't usually hardly mention it because it's it's not really it's inexistent. It doesn't really yeah, and I don't think it's it's there to make it a gosa. That's that's part of the it's, requirements. It's but it's so crushable. Yeah, this is dangerous. What's the ABV on this? Four one? and a half. So it's it's your it's your patio pounder. Yeah, it's this your is next level goodness. Right I here. tell people that it drinks like a really tropical soda. It, <laughs> so uh, I was looking for a way to describe it, and that's that's pretty much it right there. Yeah. It's, it's unique. It's unlike any other that I've tasted. Right. It's awesome, and this is coming straight out of Indiana, so that's also straight like, out of Indiana. <laughs> straight and way more cooler, I think. I'd like to think so. I mean, for a brewery that is so rooted in Indiana, yeah, uh, and really rooted in Midwest culture. I mean, when it comes to where we're sourcing, we start at home, and we just slowly grow our circle bigger and bigger and bigger depending on what we need right. um, and we try and stay as local as possible and to get as local as possible you don't always have fun things to play with 
So we've for something like this, we've obviously widened our circle a little bit, but you don't expect. I'm just gonna hit this one. Oh yeah, do it, man, do it. I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have plenty of this for the summer. So thank you. Uh, for a brewery that is so rooted in this Midwestern culture, it's I think shocking for people outside of the Midwest to have our stuff and go, "What the hell is the Midwest doing with this? Like, what is this?" I, I'm all that more proud to be here in Indiana. Yeah, man. Now. Yeah, exactly. But if anybody's watching and uh, anybody <laughs> that uh, is a bar manager or is thinking about what kind of summertime beer to put on, um, you found it. It's amazing. Two of tarts. Two of tarts. Two times. <laughs> there you go. You've already been, you're already been thinking about it. I mean, it, people have been singing it since last year when we launched that for the first time. I, I, it does make you want to sing, though. It, oh, it does. I feel bad. It does. Like, these guys? Maybe we should let them try it. I don't know. I mean, sure. And I, I want to proudly say that these these cups are compostable. They're made out of corn. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Super mellow. It's just, yeah, it's patio juice, man. It's amazing. Actually, Honestly, something. It's not just uh, the BS or, you know, here for the guests. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's not beer. <laughs> Seriously. So, something that uh, I've been trying to do because the younger drinkers, uh, it's, it's been proven over and over again, are becoming more and more promiscuous with what they're willing to drink. Right. Or where they want to drink or how they want to drink. And because of that, craft beer as a actual slice of the pie is sticking at a hard 8%, which is weird because there's a million craft breweries that are opening up every day and it's staying at 8%. And so everyone's like, oh, but I want to stay at my chunk of the pie. It's like, it's not going to happen no matter how hard you try. Right. So with this tart series, uh, I used to bartend. I spent 14 years in the industry. Okay. So I started playing same, with, same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I started playing with these as ways to make fun cocktails. So every single tart series that we put out jives with booze differently. Pedal to the kettle, strawberry rose hibiscus. You better believe I threw some gin in there right gin, away. Gin right away, yeah. Gin is beautiful. I had an account that was making mojitos using it. Rum, simple syrup, little mint leaf, and then That's instead crazy. of soda water, they're topping it off with pedal to the kettle, man. Genius. That is genius. Two of tarts, you better believe tequila. Endless, endless. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. little Let's mezcal in there, get tequila. a little smoke. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That beer is phenomenal. Very Isn't good. Isn't it good, though? It's very good. So, uh, you know, it's great. I love talking about the summertime. So, uh, <laughs> so let's move on. So seasonal. Cool. Like, obviously, yeah. we talked about the Teddy Bear Kisses and where mm -hmm. I mean, Teddy Bear Kisses is a well-decorated beer also. 100%. And, uh, I mean, the barrel aging on those are... We're always some, playing with it. Some of the best that I've had, for sure. We're always playing with it. I mean, so... As far as next moves and where you see everything moving and your beer trends and, and what you think, uh, where, where do you see it going in the future? So with Teddy Bear Kisses, and I know we've already started kind of playing with this, uh, rather than just generally, oh, this is just a barrel-aged beer, uh, we're starting to release very small quantities of uh, specific barrel-aged beer. So last year we uh, partnered up with Journeyman, and at our tapping down at uh, the original Bloomington Brew Pub, uh, we actually did a journeyman barrel-aged beer of Teddy Bear Kisses, and people were raving about it. Uh, I know that, yeah, I know, right? 
I have an account uh, in, in Fort Wayne that's actually uh, trying to push really hard because uh, he likes playing with Hotel Tango. He wants to get a Teddy Bear Kisses uh, Hotel Tango. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. Two Indiana companies holding hands to provide some really, really cool I love beer. the Hotel Tango story. And uh, yeah. to get off the craft beer for a second, we'll talk about some whiskey for a second. And you know the history, I'm sure, of Hotel Tango. Um, but Not as much as I probably should. Well, it's a, it's a retired veteran, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he decided. I, I think he was a lawyer for a while, and he decided. I think that sounds right. He, yeah, he was. It wasn't for him, so he decided. You know, I'm just gonna throw my hat into the distillery game, and uh, came up with this pretty great bourbon recipe, and uh, I got to try it. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, it, man. they make some good stuff, and I, even the story is even better. You know, the 100%. stories sell the spirit. The stories sell the beer. They sell the booze. Yeah. All that good stuff. But um, I love that you guys are collaborating with those. And then you were talking about another collaboration you're doing kind of in our backyard right here. In oh, yeah. So Off Square. Talk about that one a little bit. So uh, I had been hanging out with the Off Square uh, guys for a while. Uh, last summer, every beer fest, there was Off Square was right next to me. And they always had squirt guns. And I always <laughs> forgot to buy squirt guns. And it made me a little jealous, but you know, I was throwing ice, they were squirting me, and we would just have so much fun. So towards the end of the beer fest season, I started kind of pushing on the idea of a collab. And you know, like I said, we've been opening up Fountain Square, and so there was a lot of uh, me saying, hey, we should do this thing, and Upland had way too many irons in the fire, and so they were like, man, we'll hold off on that. Um, so I just passed the buck off, so to speak, to Off Square. I gave the proper emails, and I said, you guys might be able to make more headway. I have too many other things going on, but right. let me know what goes on. And uh, it actually ended up working out. And so we have a, uh, I believe it's going to be a kettled style sour because awesome. they've been doing a lot of kettled sours. Um, and with our sour background, they, I know they wanted to learn from us. And from us, like let's get some more exposure in the Northwestern Indiana region. Yeah, which is crazy because like you come around here and of course, you know, there, there are some staples that kind of oh, yeah. uh, set off things here. But it's crazy to me that people aren't more recognizable to Upland, you know, and what they're doing and, and yeah. taking notes. But, again, um, the education, the knowledge, it comes. It's coming with time. And uh, just in the last couple of years of watching this market and the trends and the way things are happening, it's just been, it's been crazy. I mean, the yeah. education for people. And that's another thing you do. I mean, I think you just came from one. And you're doing beer 101s now and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. um, is there any locations that are coming up around this immediate area that you want to? Actually, yes. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the Cask and Cellar uh, in Highland. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a beer 101 uh, next uh, Friday, I believe. Okay. Let me. Oh, the day before let... Dark Lord Day. He's gonna is look it, this one up it, here. Is it, yeah, I need to look it up. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say May it. 16th, <laughs> May sixteenth. May sixteenth. And also uh, next week is uh, American Craft Beer Week in Indiana. So uh, it's the sixteenth, that Thursday. Okay. I'll be doing that at uh, the Cask and Cellar uh, in Highland. Um, That's yeah. a great location. It it's is new too. It is uh, right off of uh, Indianapolis Boulevard. I think mm -hmm. it's uh, right across from like the Dunkin' Donuts right there. So yeah. if you guys are all you know interested and in come on by. Hit it up on Friday. Uh, we said Thursday the sixteenth. Thursday. Yeah. Just kidding. I lied about that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then also, um, we were just talking about uh, National Beer Week coming up. So National oh, Craft Beer yeah. Week. So do you? Is there anything planned on Indiana Beer Week at Upland? Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure. <laughs> no. 
Upland.com. Yeah, <laughs> uplandbeer.com, guys. Uplandbeer.com. Hit it up. See, I, I was just telling uh, some of my friends about this. Uh, I I feel like, and this is this is no slant towards the company I work for. They're amazing, but I'm in my own little island up here. I have this huge territory, uh, especially now that I have Michigan as well. I just I, I do my job yeah, and yeah. I am pounding as hard as I can to try and make the moves that are happening up here, um, and it's not easy. It's not easy, like you said in this in this territory you alone. The I mean, of life too, and not just oh, the job. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have a garden at home. Yeah. We yeah. have a garden. I gotta water that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> you also have other passions. I see. I, I yeah. follow on Facebook. I stalk a little bit too, and I always see the hashtag bread porn. Yeah. And, uh, it just, I mean, killing me. It just makes me want carbs <laughs> all the time because. It never doesn't look good. Like your bread always looks amazing. Thank like, you. Like I'm still a like fledgling, you're just, believe me. I'm thinking, <laughs> you're going to Panera and just like slamming it down. Like, I don't know. I'll trust you. I'll trust. I you. mean, I just I don't even know what triggered it. I think it was my wife was telling me you need you need to find something to do with your life other than sit in front of your laptop and look at spreadsheets and try and figure out what's going on with the beer scene because beer scene's going to be there. Find something that you enjoy doing, and it was the winter and winter sucks in the midwest it's just gray yeah and uh one day i was like fuck it i'm gonna make some bread <laughs> and like that's no easy feat but i just was yeah, it's gonna happen so it's it's been a journey i've had some flops totally just like not risen pancake turd looking loaves just like walk out the back door and throw it oh you could you like... straight up throw it like a frisbee and it would probably break a window uh but as i was saying earlier uh it's still bread and yeah. you know what you cut it you throw it in the toaster and throw a bunch of butter on it and damn if it doesn't eat right. <laughs> that. so yeah I, I just i dove into it and i was just trying trying to have fun That's and awesome. i like to put i like to put it out there because even though sometimes it is a failure and it doesn't look pretty at all why not? Yeah, why not? Like, just just dive in and do it. We don't it's, have enough of that nowadays. It's great to have a hobby, for sure. And, like, to keep your sanity yeah. and, like, quality of life. By the way, I'm just going to open this. So I can't, right, I can't promise this is going to be it. awesome. This is old. But, don't don't age your fruited sours, guys. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> ever in life, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to sit here and enjoy this great sour. I appreciate you all joining us. So, yeah. Um, this is Kyle Rader. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you sitting in and listening. Uh, this oh, yeah. podcast has been brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. We thank you very much. Thank Everybody you for having have a great me. night. Yeah, it was yeah, great having thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate for it. I'm sorry me. it ended so quickly. That hey, that's all right. Nice, no worries. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm serious. Who would it be?